I don't want to discourage people from just reading the text in an individual way, but I want to discourage people from reading the text in an individualistic way. So if I approach the Bible and I come at it and think, okay, what's this verse mean to me and how does it apply to my life? Those are the wrong questions to begin with. I may get to those questions, but those aren't the starter questions. The starter questions are, how did the community of faith hear this and receive this? What value might have they seen in this? How is it then that this rearranges how I view and treat other people? Okay, hey everybody, Tip Timmons here with another 10,000 Minute Podcast. Woo! And we've got a Moy Denise. Hey everybody. And Chris. <laughs> That's pretty much me, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, him. Yeah, and on the last podcast, Chris, um, what was the noise you made that you said? Which it sounds, one? oh, like Bob's Big Boy or what? Big, <laughs> Bob's Burgers? Yeah, Bob's Burgers. daughter? So he does he does that sound, everybody, but he, he does like, oh, you guys, like a little kid, oh, I could totally do this sound from... Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> no, Bob's Bobby Burger. <laughs> and he doesn't, ah, but it, he's You're looking what? right in my eyes, in the boy's eyes, kind of like, you guys see how cool I am? And it's like, ah. Please love me. Please accept yeah. me. It's oh, like, it's too good. It's you like when winning. my kids mm-hmm. do something, they're like, oh, dude, look. Look what I can do. I can. We like, were impressed. We were impressed. We've sure. never seen the show, but we were impressed. Yeah, yeah. I was you like, nailed man, it. You yeah. totally nailed that. <laughs> Okay, guys, we have week two of Mike Pardue. Erie, Deuce. season two. Dos. So if you did not catch last week's podcast, amazing. Mm-hmm. But we're taught, we're rediscovering the Bible. We're rethinking the Bible. But it last week got into we're a going bunch everywhere. of, bunch we're going of things. Everywhere. We're kind of going everywhere. But this is so yes. pivotal on how we actually then live out as the community of God, not just as individuals. So you guys, this is probably going to make you mad in some places, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's just worth, it's worth being curious about. Mm-hmm. So totally get it if you disagree. And that's wonderful that we, we are of, we don't need to all agree on the same things, but if we can just be curious about some of these things, I think it's worth listening to. Yeah. So yeah, without further ado. And if you guys are supporting 10,000 minutes uh, monthly, thank you so much. We're doing this because you're doing that. So thank you. And if you guys want to get the, if you go to 10,000 minutes.com, get a bunch of resources there. And if you want to get our free text messages of just encouragements every week, text 10 K one zero K to the number five, five, six, seven, eight. Once again, 10 K to five, six, seven, eight, five, 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 Okay, guys, giddy up. Here we go. So I have this thought and I stole it from someone else. But to me, like the Bible and faith and all of it have to work for all of us, whether whatever race you're from, whatever, you know, uh, nation you're from, whatever time you're from, whether you're. Creek Indian or from the Bronx or from Mexico City right. or in Africa, like it has to work. Yeah. And we're all bringing in all of this yeah. stuff with us that we can't get out of. Yeah. So how do we approach it where it works? Yes. Oh, what a great question. First of all, let's talk about what works means. So mm-hmm. how the Gosh. Bible works. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Right? so true. So, so we read... The Bible works, we understand that to mean correct interpretation and doctrine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what the Bible means mm-hmm. by works. 
What was the goal of the Old Testament? To tell the story of Israel? Okay. And their relationship with God? Okay, yes. What's that building? Who's who's the audience of the Hebrew scriptures? Jewish people. Yes. And what's the point of rehearsing all of those stories and covenants and failures and mistakes? You're so the, you're fishing in the right pond, so my they man. Don't so they I don't so they I don't know. So they're you faithful. I know. I won't make I won't, I'll do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were no, you're right on it. But it's the idea that it was written to a community in order to form a certain kind of community. Right. Mm. And that the fruit Uh-oh. of the Israelite community is what Uh-oh. was judged. And not there's their also doctrine. angles on it, right? So, okay, hold on, let me finish okay. the thought and then, co- then push back. So whenever Israel was critiqued, it was not critiqued for bad theology. It was critiqued for injustice and unrighteousness, which turn mm. out are the same word in both in Hebrew and in Greek. Unrighteousness and injustice are the same. That's the same mm. word. And so the prophets rail against Israel for their idolatry, mm-hmm. but idolatry always leads to injustice, always. Mm. Right. And so the, the prophets were railing against it, mm. Israel, because they were violating theology, the idea that, that Yahweh alone was God, yes. But that wasn't the critique. The critique was they were living in ways now that no longer loved neighbor, that were exploitive, and they were controlling, and they were militaristic, and they were, I mean, all the things, right? So I want to hold that in the same way, the Hebrew scriptures constituted almost a constitution, mm-hmm. a charter for for how to be Israel. The New Testament with the Hebrew scriptures constitutes that same sort of charter for how to be the church. And that the the fruit that God is looking for isn't how great your theology is, but rather does the community embody the collective witness of Jesus of Nazareth and his resurrection Mm. from the dead. And that is how you know whether or not you're interpreting the Bible well. Mm. So, because we can all have the same doctrinal statements, Mm -hmm. but we've been to church communities that are authoritarian and that are full of abuse and full of superiority and fractious. And would we look at that and say, oh, but they have great theology, so God's pleased? Of course not. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Mm -hmm. So they don't have good theology, right? Mm -hmm. Because theology only manifests itself in love or not of neighbor and enemy. Hmm. So we can have a thousand different traditions uh, or billions, yeah. right? That that disagree on whether women can teach or whether you know the spiritual gifts are for today or whether you can take communion or what or what have you. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the measure of fidelity mm. to the mm. text. The measure of fidelity to the text is a community of love and not just any kind of love, but cruciform, self-sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. There's one author who I I find so compelling. And he says, if you want to, if you, you want to measure, like, because the fruit of a church is really ethereal. Like, what's that mean? Attendance? Right. Does that mean right. good sermons? What? Yeah. He said there are three aspects that that seem to be overarching in the New Testament about a community. And I'm robbing all of the stuff we're going to say in the Bible uh, and Revelation yeah. <laughs> series for you. That's fine. That Who's um, his author? Uh, Richard Hayes. Okay. Uh, I call him Richard Purple Hayes, just yeah. in my okay. in my own heart. He was on here last week. So yeah, of he, course. Yeah, yeah, but, of course, but you course. G- give your thought. He on. was the dancer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and he said there are three aspects of, of fruit, fruitfulness 
that, that we're to look for in a church community. The first one is that it's a community of justice. Now, so many of us hear justice is a political thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and what a tragedy yeah. that it's been like, that's now a suspect word. Right. Mm-hmm. Because all justice is, is the repair of shalom. Mm-hmm. So sin is the culpable violation of shalom and justice is the repair of shalom. Mm-hmm. And so justice is always social. You cannot have, <laughs> you can't have any other kind of justice. It's right. always mm-hmm. social and relational. And the community is to embody it. That's why in Israel's charter, you have all of this, hey, all right, let's not do interest and let's do the year of Jubilee. And it's all this economics as well as the priesthood and the sacrifices and everything else. Mm-hmm. Why? Because a community under God's headship is a community of justice, Yeah. right? And when they violated that, the prophets dealt with them harshly, ultimately leading to exile. Mm. So, so too of the New Testament church. One of the first things we start reading about in the book of Acts is, oh, they shared everything. And the people that didn't share or pretended to share more, they were struck dead. Uh And by the way, there was a huge injustice taking place in the early church in Acts 6, where there were widows who were Greek, who were not being fed by the church, but widows who were Hebrew who were. So that was a racial Mm. injustice. So the early church stops what they're doing. The apostles appoint seven Greek-speaking men to make sure the Greek widows are being taken care of, right? Wow. That's the first thing that happens. Then we have this huge eruption around Gentiles, which, again, is an ethnic category. I know we're we're drifting far away from the Bible conversation, but the point— But this is where where it actually matters because to see all these things— that was what I started out with this whole thing, like seeing— so many of my friends and different people that have different thoughts of how the Bible, who is it for? Yes. What's it saying? Yes. It dictates how we handle mm-hmm. our black community. Yes. It just does. It, yeah. And I think too, God, I've got so many questions. Mm-hmm. It's like, this could be hours and hours long. <laughs> it it could also be 10, shows me like the thing that like you're talking about what the fruit of the Bible should actually be. And, and what most of us have taken is like, to any circumstance, if I love you, right, then I don't want you to burn in hell. Right. So you right. need what I've got. Right. I've got it. Right. And you're gonna take it whether you like yeah, it or right. not. Which is the opposite of what Jesus. Which is did. the opposite of everything you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go to that. Let's go to that. So we've assimilated cultures, and we have, yeah. you know, decimated people all over the world in yeah. the name of Jesus, and wars have been fought, and we've yeah. used the Bible as a weapon yeah. because we could proof text it. Yeah. And as simple as you said, I think that's the first time I've probably ever heard that story about the Greek women in Acts, and it's like, well, whoa, 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 that's mm. pretty huge. Yeah. Like, I just know some stories about like fire falling or something, you know, (laughs) happening in there somewhere. And so, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just think that's right. There's something here. That's right. Mm -hmm. So the, so a community of Shalom cares about that. Yeah. Right. When one part of the body is crying out, it listens and works to repair. Shalom meaning wholeness, Mm -hmm. harmony. We translate it peace, but it's like when things are, yeah, Yeah. when things are perfectly integrated and working together. And that's with us Uh or us and God. Like, could somebody say, well, that's, I'm in shalom with God. Me and God are good. Right. And it's so funny, the Bible writers, so John would say, if you claim to love your, 
You're right. you claim to love God, but hate your brother. The truth of God's not in you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there is no loving God and not loving your brother. Mm-hmm. Loving your brother <gasps> right. or sister is loving God. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's why Jesus will say there are two commands and the fir- the second one is just like the first. Mm-hmm. That's what he means when he says that. So worship, worship is justice in the Bible. I mean, how many times does God say, away with the noise of your songs, mm-hmm. right? I don't care about your temple worship because mm-hmm. look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the one hand, you've got a community of shalom repair. Then you have where you were going, which, you know, I mean, come on. It's like you're reading the same people. This is incredible. Um, Richard it's a, Hayes, obviously. It's a community, <laughs> yeah. it's a community of cruciformity. Hayes. Cruciformity. Mm-hmm. And the idea is it, cruciform just means in the shape of the cross. The idea is that that Paul writes to Philippians and he says, okay, your attitude towards each other should be in the shape of the cross. And then he describes Jesus, who being in very nature, God mm. did not consider equality with God or his divine nature, something to be held onto, but rather he emptied himself of those privileges and entitlements and he became humble. In fact, he was so humble. He took on the, mm. the very form mm. of a human person, mm. but not just any human person, one who died on a cross, mm-hmm. Right. And therefore, that humiliation from equality with God to death on a cross, that journey, God says, I exalt Jesus now and give him the name that is above every name, Yahweh. So the idea is that God names that way of living as God. That, yeah. that, yeah. Like, that is the very heart mm. of God. Mm-hmm. And, and so cruciformity, and this is a guy named Michael Gorman who writes all over on this, he argues that a cruciformity is imitating that downward pattern of emptying yourself of rights and privileges and not using those to gain more um, or using those to exploit others. American but dream. Rather, yes, <laughs> of emptying yourself of those or, or using them for the sake of self-sacrificial love, Oof. humbling yourself, Oof. lowering your status. You're not claiming your status. You're using Oof. it to lower your status. And that is what cruciformity looks like. And it's exactly the opposite of political activism with the anger and energy that we see right. in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing wrong with being involved politically, but there's this there's this demonizing yeah. that's happened to our political involvement. It means that we're not questing for greatness, success, size, or celebrity, that we're res- actually resistant to those things. We're skeptical of those things. Mm. Why? Because... When, when Jesus was with his disciples talking about the cross, they instantly said, well, which of us will be the greatest? Right. Mm, and he right. says, well, let me tell you about what carrying your cross means, <laughs> right. right? It mm. means you're actually the least. Uh, and we think all of those are great leadership principles as right. we, it, when we're the leader. Yeah. But no, that's just the ordinary posture. So a church should be a community of people on crosses dying to themselves. And in such a place, no one is fighting over their rights and entitlements or fighting for them, but rather they're trying to outdo each other in the blessing of those um, who are uh, on the margins of their community. Mm-hmm. Right? A totally different picture than what you get so in different. the Western church. So so one piece of fruit is it's a community of shalom. One piece of fruit, it's community of the cross. It's, it's cruciform community. It's a community that's not claiming rights, but relinquishing rights. Uh, for the pouring out of the community. Yeah, for the sake of the other. Yes, for the sake of the other. Absolutely. It's looking around and saying, who are the Greek widows? Mm-hmm. Um, who are the lepers? Who are the whatever? And then the third one is it is um, it's a community of new creation. So what the Bible 
uh, well, at least the New Testament, what the New Testament presents is that Jesus is the new creation coming forward and blooming right in the middle of old creation. Hmm. And so Jesus is a taste of what's coming. And the resurrection was the, the resurrection that will happen to the whole universe, but just happened to one guy now. And so the community of faith are the people who are living the future reality of God's world now, wow. in the present one, just the way that Jesus did. And so, so that there are, and Paul spends so much time on these, there are old creation dynamics, competition, division, rivalry, obscenity, like, I mean, they're just all yeah. sorts of things. And then there are new creation dynamics he's constantly commending, kindness and love and generosity and so on. Even the fruit of the spirit, right? That's not a person. Mm-hmm. That's that never that. How can one person be those things? That's the community fruit. That's communal fruit for the mm-hmm. sake of the other. For the sake of the other. Not yeah. Not Correct. for my. Sake. It's not just my joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 Which has been my whole life. That's how I've seen the fruit of the spirit. Me too. It's been like, ooh, if I walk in step with the spirit, yeah, I'm gonna get more joy, more of these things, which is so great. It was like the secondary was like, and it'll spill out. Right. But see how we read that in therapeutic internal terms. Totally. Salvation for us is always internal. Is there a culture who's reading this um, not from like a individualist? perspective like do people yes, in yes. asian countries oh yes read this where, where is the church like exploding right thing? now where's mm-hmm. the church exploding globally latino countries african countries asian countries mm-hmm. who are collectivist cultures not individual mm-hmm. cultures and they understand this differently they than understand we do. this differently and more intuitively than we do yeah we're encumbered our americanism is a great blessing but it makes it harder to see the text Right. It's like when Jesus says being rich, being rich isn't bad. It just makes being a disciple harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my lens is individualism, self-fulfillment, right? right? Actualizing myself uh-huh. and finding mm-hmm. my purpose in life and right. doing something great for God. Mm-hmm. None of those are categories in the kingdom. Mm. Right? Yeah, Denial be, being of the self. highest. Yes, totally. Popular being an influencer, influencer. All of that. It's like if it comes as a gift, great, but it's right. not to be pursued. Right. Mm. Oh, that's... And it's to be resisted by the community and held in, held suspect. I'm going to tell the label that you told me that. No, it, it's, <laughs> so I mean, I Mike and I have had a lot TikToks. of these conversations, like <laughs> even about, you know, as we're posting stuff for 10,000 minutes or his boxology or whatever, or as our artists, like we're Mm -hmm. putting stuff out there as Mike is a a great author with great books that are so helpful for people. But how do we do this in a way that's not uh, pining for it? And that's been my, my, Mm. the work for me this year has really been like this stopping and going, okay, I've been pining for influence, which I think is great for, for great reasons Yeah, to really help people do things. But it's become a pining for it versus a, okay, God, you do cool things. You yes. you open doors where you need to. And yeah. if it's just for the three people that listen mm-hmm. today, then yes. giddy up. We're, this is great. Yeah. Hmm. It's so interesting. I mean, this conversation has gone from Bible to like, what's the point of it all? Uh, but, but that's it. it is. But that's yeah. the point but that's of the Bible. It. Totally. That's yeah. it. Totally. That's it, Chris. When the Bible is read well, yeah. this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't even, it's just a book at some point. Without this, it's just like, it's kind of like we're saying justice. Like the air that justice has to breathe in is social. Yeah. Like justice isn't even a thing if it's just by myself. It's just me. You can't have it. And the Bible is just a book if it's not actually 
embodied, mm-hmm. embodied in a community right. as individuals, but really it's more the yeah, whole the, community. The point of the Bible isn't yeah. my individual improvement mm-hmm. as a husband, father, business person, mother, sister, daughter. Or escape from or escape this, this earth yep. to heaven mm-hmm. for yep. me and my own salvation. Like, I feel like we could go That's there right. and yep. it might be a whole other podcast, but it's like everything you're saying is... Well, Revelation doesn't end like that. Corporate. Revelation ends with God coming here, mm-hmm. right? With Jesus saying, behold, I make everything new. And the word new there isn't brand new. It's renewed. Mm-hmm. So that God renews creation. So we live very human lives in resurrected bodies and a resurrected heaven and earth with God. The, and, and there are so many resonances in the in the city that call back to the garden in Genesis 1 and 2. Hmm. That it's what's God's God's will has been the same the whole time. Yeah. That God wants to dwell with a, a community of people and manifest his desire to bless and create through them. Hmm. So, yeah, so the Bible isn't an escapist fantasy, right? Because, and it, and it certainly could be if you were ancient peoples who were a minority and you were being conquered all the time. Yeah. And absolutely. And, and, and there are promises of Yahweh's return and Yahweh's justice and Yahweh's judgment. And we too hold to Jesus's judgment and Jesus's return and Jesus's justice. Absolutely. But our conceptions are almost universally other centered. It's mm-hmm. the justice of God against other people. Right. It's my vindication because I live the right way and all those pagans were mean to me. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And I just don't, I don't think that's the kind of image we get. It's, it's of an entire creation living in the light of truth as opposed to falsehood and pretending. Mm. And so when, when like one, one writer talks about the light of truth going on in the, in the universe and that literally nothing is hidden anymore. Hmm. Every motive, right? Every secret thought, only what's true is what's real. And I thought, I don't know if that's how it will be, but what a compelling image, mm-hmm. right? That for God to have a new creation, pretending falsehood, manipulation, all of that has to go away. Yeah. So where's our place in it now? Like, what do we do with this today, now, when we open up our Bibles? What's our part? That's a great question. Well, first of all, I believe about the Bible that the core message is simple enough that a child can understand it uh. and walk in it. And I think it's deep enough that you could spend your whole life being given over to it and never reach the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to discourage people from just reading the text in, in an individual way, but I want to discourage people from reading the text in an individualistic way. So if I approach the Bible Mm. and I come at it and think, okay, what's this verse mean to me and how does it apply to my life? Those are the Mm. wrong questions Mm -hmm. to begin with. I may get to those questions, but those aren't the starter questions. The starter questions are, how did the community of faith hear this and receive this? What value might have, have they seen in this? How is it then that this uh, rearranges how I view and treat other people? Right. That's that's where we start. I mean, I literally have a list when I'm reading um, Paul's uh, words of old creation dynamics. 
to avoid malice. Mm. He uses that word. Okay, what's malice, right? And then he'll 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 use the word of um, humility. Well, I think I know what that is, but you know what I mean. Like my imaginative possibilities about application are so much different. Reading it mm-hmm. from a non-individualistic sense. Okay, so go malice. What when you read that? How do, how do you not take it in an individual way? I take it in an individual way, but not in an individualistic way. Okay. So, so, yeah, so what I, the distinction yeah. I make is this. Malice can only be done to another. Right. It's a social dynamic. Uh-huh. Correct. Mm-hmm. From me. From me. So intention of harm might uh-huh. be a way that I would describe malice. Uh-huh. Right. Malice can manifest in a thousand different ways. Right. But malice, this isn't about me becoming less malicious. This is about uncovering the dynamics where malice is playing a part in me trying to get what I want out of the world, Yeah, right? That I'm afraid of something. And when I'm afraid of something, I get off of my cross, my surrendered cross, and I go control yep. and I leverage and yep. I'm angry and I'm yep. controlling, yep. right? And when I'm those things and the scripture confronts that, what I have to trace it back to is, okay, well, what, what, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. And there are some really clear and important things that I'm very much afraid of. And that's where I end up doing my work. So it's individual in the sense of, yeah, I want to stop being malicious. But it's not in the sense of thinking, okay, that person needs to stop being malicious. Or this is just about me alone and in, in my right. inner thoughts. No, this is about how I'm treating people. Okay, how many times have we come to the Bible looking for answers or comfort for whatever's happening in our personal lives? And I don't think Mike is discouraging us from reading this as individuals, because I am an individual Tim Timmons. But what if the heart change we experience from reading about God's love is much more than just for my personal gain? What if reading the Bible with people in mind actually encourages us to join Jesus in our everyday interactions with other people? So what would it look like if we read the Bible today with others in mind? For example, the fruit of the Spirit. What if the fruit of the Spirit is not for me? Love, joy, peace, patience for me. I can't wait to have more of that. But what if it is actually for the other people? What if it's for my kids? What if it's for my neighbors, the person who cuts me off? What if that is the bigger story and it's just a gift that I get to be a part of it? What if we just tried to read these scriptures as if the you was not to me, but to us as a collective for the sake of the other? So when was the last time I, I can remember really like, oh, my wife, yes, I she said something that was hurtful and I waited. I waited a couple of hours yeah. until I could say something back yeah. mm-hmm. and I treasured it in my heart and I yeah. thought about it and I was yeah. like, ooh, I think this will really hurt her. Yeah. And all of a sudden now I'm sitting in the light of truth and new creation going, my Lord, this has nothing. This doesn't have anything to do with my internal state. This has everything to do with how I'm treating my wife. And why am I treating my wife this way? Well, I'm afraid of something. And what's Mm -hmm. that thing? And so Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, my prayer life isn't about me internally. My prayer life is about us and manifesting in new creation respects our family, Mm. right? Our family dynamic and having that reoriented back on the cross. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I have an individual part to play in the community, but the community dynamic is actually the forefront. That's the forefront. That's the aim, and it's the fruit of what's happening out of my life and what that's doing to the community. Well, it's the goal. The What's okay. happening in your okay. life, for me, has always been the goal. And, that, and it's like, well, yeah, well, God cares 
all about what's happening in my internal life. And he, I think he, he doesn't does. want me to be malicious. Right. Right. But so I have to be loving. That's not for me. Right. Yeah. It's not that's, for my sake. That's right. That's right. Just so I'm more peaceful. God, I just want to be more peaceful. Okay. What's that even mean? So the turnaround is it's it. This is becomes a byproduct, like a gift, like for me that, oh, gosh, malice is actually going down on me. Yeah. Or for me, that's been. But that's not the goal. But that's not the goal. So even for worry, I think for years, I've dealt so much with worry. And part of 10,000 Minutes is actually born out of my addiction to worry. Oh, me too. Yeah. But in yep. the gift in practicing, you know, a trust instead of worry through these years has been so helpful for me, but it's like, what does that? So I don't turn into Tom Tommins, you know, it's like, there's, there's a piece of that, that is actually for the other, like that being the mm -hmm. goal that just yeah. is, seems to be the shift. You're right. Even in my not worrying anymore yeah. is not just so I feel better. That's a byproduct. That's right. like a great gift, but right. Yeah, my goal, goal is that I'm not putting old creation dynamics out into the mm. world, into the world, into my family, mm. into my the person that cut me off. Yes. Mm. yes. So when we're doing that, could you say that we're like, that is the kingdom of God here happening Advancing. Now. Yeah, of yeah. course. And you've said before, we're not bringing the kingdom of God. Right. It's not up to us. The kingdom of God is here. Already and it's coming. I don't, my job isn't to build the kingdom. My job is to witness to it. And to align myself to the reality of it, Oof. but I don't build it. Yeah, you join the, it. Yes, exactly. Because then I build great ministries and platforms all right. under the justification. Right. For God. For yep. God. Yep, yep. And that's just not how the thing works. God mm -hmm. doesn't need my for Godness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, you know, God is ultimately interested in my cooperative particip participation Oof. with him from a surrendered place of trust, right? Which is so easy to say. That's why the fear thing is so important for me anyway. I've, I've realized so much of my life has been lived according to fear and shame. Those are the yeah. two, those are the two shouting old recordings and create old creation dynamics that dominate my life. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's malice or what, I'm learning to see a story that isn't anymore about my getting healthier, but it's about my no longer sending wrath into the yeah. community. Because, because, I mean, if you really want to get theological, the air that we breathe outside of the kingdom is is uh, is wrath. I yeah. mean, the Bible just calls yep. it wrath. Hmm. Now, it's interesting because uh. sometimes it's used, it's called God's wrath, but more often wrath is spoken of as its own thing. That wrath and sin and death are powers and principalities that kind of are the particles of the air that we breathe in the upside down, right? Which hmm. seems right side up to us, to use a Stranger Things reference. Yeah. And when I'm participating in old creation dynamics, what I'm doing is I'm actually energizing the powers and the principalities. So spiritual warfare isn't about confronting individual demons because I'm so important to God's plan. Spiritual warfare is about living in resistance to the powers that manifest themselves in all the isms that are, you know, that, hmm. that are the water that we're swimming in. Right. So you take and wrath and, and all the toxicity of all those things yes. are in them in and of themselves evil yeah. and demonic. Yes. Because what if, if I'm if I'm loading up dynamics of wrath, wrath only can produce wrath. Yeah. That's all it does yeah. is produce wrath. Yeah. So if I'm controlling with my kid or I'm angry with my wife or whatever it is, wrath is what is boomeranging back. Right. So I've just energized almost yep. these, these power lines of wrath yeah. into my family or into <laughs> my church. 
So like take pornography, which has been for me a, a lifelong struggle. I was yeah. exposed to it at such a young age yeah. and it formed and shaped all sorts of things. And it's been such a difficult road to come out of purity culture, which said the most important thing is that you stay a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And your entire walk with God is measured by whether you lust that day or yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. do other yep. things. Yep. So literally pornography was the symbol of yep. success or failure, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's changed as I've, I've thankfully gotten older isn't that I work hard to not look at it. It's that I don't want to anymore, mm-hmm. right? That's the difference. I don't have to try not to. I don't want to. Why? Because I've seen it for what it, I used to think it was just me and a mm. screen, mm-hmm. you know, and now you you realize the global sex trafficking trade right. and, and the amount of rape that goes on. And I mean, just all of this, like I'm sending nodes of wrath, not only into my body, but into the family and community. How mm. can that not yeah. spill over into other dynamics and all of a sudden you're like oh my lord th- this isn't just me in a screen yeah this is me participating in a world system that is oppressing yeah. men and women wow. with a demonic view of the imago day at its core that people exist for me yeah let alone what that does to my family totally. or just how i see my wife or yes. right yes but yeah yeah it reshapes your brain all that's true and yep. i knew all of that but it wasn't until I saw it as a communal issue. Right, for the sake of the other. Yes, that it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm. That doesn't mean it just goes away and it's always easy, but it does mean it's a different battle now. Yeah, It's not a battle of, you know, uh, willpower. It's a battle of uh, aligning desire. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because the battle doesn't start when the screen's present. The battle for me starts, well, am I grateful for my life and my wife? Am I, am I posturing myself towards God as somebody who's just super grateful for everything he has? That's for me where that starts. Today, God, I want to be a part of, I forget what you've said in the past, but um, I want to be a part of actually putting out yes. beauty and well, shalom. Doesn't that, isn't that when we pray your kingdom come, your will be done uh-huh, on earth as it is uh-huh. in heaven? That's what we're praying. Uh-huh. God, I want to be sending, I want to be, I want to be radiating or I want to be sending out a dynamic of humility and curiosity and grace and kindness. And of course I don't always do that. I mean, of yes. course, of right. course, of course. But that's why it's a prayer. That's right. why it's a practice. But that's it why it's a rhythm. Too, that it's, it's so communal. Every time I've thought about the Lord's prayer, I just think about myself, forgive my sins and I'll try to, and I'll try to forgive my friend. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. So I'll try to forgive yes. the people I need to, if you forgive me, yeah. but it's like, forgive our, like everything is plural. Even everything's in plural. Yeah. Yeah, the whole prayer is plural. It's all yeah. plural. Yeah, exactly. Which mm-hmm. which totally coheres of what salvation is for Jesus, which is people forming communities around the kingdom that is here and is coming. Mm-hmm. And and it's not just any kingdom; it's a cross shaped kingdom, which means it's a kingdom unlike any other mm. expression of sovereignty or rulership or authority. Right. So it's this incredible picture of people who have rights and uh, wealth and prestige and but they're expending those things mm-hmm. not to get more of them but they're expending themselves the excels for the other and and all of that sounds great in theory uh-huh. but okay what's expending yourself for the other mean well when you're driving I can drive in old creation ways or new creation ways right 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 old creation ways are eye for an eye evil for mm-hmm. evil punishment, aggression, winning and losing, or I can drive 
with kindness and patience and the the discipline to actually bless those who right, are right. you know and the south here you have a great expression for that bless that bless their hearts god bless their hearts god bless <laughs> yeah. them god bless them lord and so so all of a sudden like this isn't about sin management mm. the mm-hmm. goal isn't sinning less i've come to the conclusion that jesus is the is the full and best human and that my real humanity is found in resisting control, anger, surrender, ambition, platforming, mm. right? That's what it means to be truly human. Mm. And so the vision isn't some disembodied heaven, although if that what is what the reward is, hallelujah, that'd yeah, be wonderful. Right, right. But it's better even than that. Yeah. And so um, my goal back to your question is to start living not only in alignment with, but like an embodied witness of that reality. Yeah. God, that's so much harder than believe this so you don't go to hell. Totally. What? Yeah. Yeah. So it it It's like it excites me and and bums me out because I'm like, people aren't going to. It's just too easy to believe in Jesus and not go to hell. Right. Than what we're talking about. Absolutely. A lot of work to this. And mm. and I feel like we've missed it so badly, you know. As every generation and, has, to, um, has to kind of rework it. And we're like actively fighting against it. Yeah, I feel like so. If you if you start questioning, believe in Jesus so you don't go to hell, all of a sudden you're deconstructing, and that's bad. Yeah, you start deconstructing, and then all of a sudden you're alone in uh-huh. it because you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Which right. again, if you have any of those questions, Mike did a great series on oh deconstruction. So mm-hmm. good on boxology. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just there just needs. We could keep this going for like four I more know. hours, and we, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> I, I was I was just thinking of something simple, Mike, that you said. So. You talked about the promises of God yes. and how we see the promises of God. You know, I've got a little book and actually it got, yeah. it got me through a lot of the beginning of my cancer yes. journey, you know, it was like, yes. God, God's given me this promise. But I remember when nine 11 happened and I remember we were doing a service mm. and mm. everything was, we're quoting all these Psalms of God will right. doesn't want to harm you. And he's here to make you, you know, your life right. awesome. And I'm like, I had BS was the only thing I had in my, my heart. I'm like, huh. look at all those dead people. Yeah. Like they, they're, yeah. they're not here anymore. They're, they're, they're claiming yeah. that, that yeah. promise, but that thing doesn't really work. Kind of well, what and the fact before. that it took the murder of Americans to make that <laughs> matter. Oh, right. right. I'm, I'm not right. laughing at that. I'm just laughing no, at I'm the absurdity. Conf- I'm laughing yeah. in confession, but yeah. yes. Yes. All of a sudden, it, all of a sudden that mattered. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, that, we see that. that We've seen it this year yeah. a thousand times. Right. Yeah. Right. So so just for fun, how do we see the promises of God? Like that's just a really practical thing that we all go, we share right. the promises of God. Right. So what what can we what are we actually learning about the promise of well, the heart of God? We turn yeah, we exactly we turn promises into outcomes. And that's just not how that works. Like hope. Yeah. Yes. And promises are just revelations of his character. So I can receive that God is loving and good without attaching any specific outcome to that. Yeah. But if I go to Proverbs so and say, oh, yeah, well, if I raise my child in the way that they should go, they'll mm-hmm. turn out great. Then I've just used the Bible to try to guarantee an outcome because I'm afraid of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're totally off. Mm-hmm. These The promises are not outcome-based at all. What they are are revelations of God's character that I think can be reassuring and very unsettling at the same time. Because the last thing that you would ever think about Yahweh is that he is totally predictable. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is not predictable. Good, yes. Trustworthy, yes. But predictable? 
Oh, good Lord, no. So when we pray for God to like help us win our game, or when we pray for God for the promotion, yeah. or we pray to God to heal us yeah. of the thing, like those are all outcome yeah. driven. Now, yeah. some of them seem a little sillier than others, but yep. I don't know if God sees or, them we're, differently. We're told to pray for healing, we're so told how, how does to, that... Like, is God up there saying, well, ah, ah, or is, <laughs> is he part of this? Or like, right. what is that? Boy, now that's a podcast. That's a, I mean, I mean, we can, we can do a short riff on that to say, I think prayer is an expression of cooperation where hmm. we're not trustworthy yet with words or requests or divine power. So the place we start is with desire. Uh-huh. And so as we grow in prayer, it's not, I'm praying longer, but what's changing is my, what I'm praying for mm-hmm. is changing. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Well, and I think like someone was praying for me recently and I found myself in the middle of the prayer thinking, cause he kept, he kept saying, God, if it's your will, like in this thing. Right, and I'm right, like, right, right, right. And I found myself thinking, does God care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if he, if and, he, yes, he has cared towards you in all the parts of your life. Sure. I just kept wondering, like, you know, in this moment, I was like, I don't know if, yeah, does it matter? I'm not sure. This is a whole, we've gone a thousand other nah, places. Totally. And, totally. Yes, we're, sorry, we're on nine but, podcasts so far, yeah. but I think I, we're doing great. Totally. No, no, it, I, prayer, I prayer like a narcissist, like I'm the center of everything. So here's what I do to counter that. Uh-huh. First of all, I think if you pray that way, great. God is so magnificent. Right, he right. dealt with all sorts of requests. I mean, uh-huh. good Lord, there's a psalmist that says, God, would you take the babies and dash them against the rocks of our enemies? I mean, God gives great grace. And that's where we all start. We even right. start with our, I mean, think about how a child matures mm-hmm. and how a child requests mm-hmm. differently than an adult requests, right? Yeah. A child requests just based on impulse. Yeah. No, there's no Desire, reflection. Need. Yes, yeah. need. Yes, absolutely. And the parent is trusted to separate desires from uh, needs and so uh. on and so on and so on. And as we get older, if we're raised well and nurtured well, then we begin to sift and sort kind of the, the desires and the requests, right? Yeah. Well, I think the same is true with us as Christians. We start... And the ancients would call, used to call this consolation, where you would pray and it seemed like everything was answered. And it could be the dumbest stuff. And like, mm-hmm. bam, God was everywhere. Mm-hmm. God was right here. God was doing this and this and this and this. Uh, the Bible's alive and church is electric and boom, boom, boom. And then there was something that the ancients called desolation, which sounds way more worse than it is, but it's when God doesn't respond seemingly so much. Mm-hmm. And that that was the most necessary part of maturity in Christ, particularly around prayer, mm-hmm. So that you begin to align your desires with kingdom, with the kingdom's doing. So on the one hand, of course, we receive those prayers. Hallelujah for those prayers. I've prayed those prayers. I want them all. But now I just pray the Lord's prayer and I adjust it. So when I say, Lord, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I will sit and I will say, okay, may your kingdom come in my marriage. And I'll sit and I'll just say, okay, here's my wife. Hmm. I want to bless her and I want to serve her and I want to whatever, right? What does the kingdom look like in my marriage? And that's cruciform, justice, mm-hmm. and a new creation, right? And then, okay, may your kingdom come in my family. So I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my kids. May your kingdom come in my work. May your kingdom come in my friendships. So 
it's less about me getting what I want and more about, God, I want to see those nodes of goodness and truth mm-hmm. and beauty. Mm-hmm. Now, I benefit, of course. It is the best way to live, but there's no outcome attached to that. Right? right, I can still get I could still get cancer tomorrow. I could fall over dead of a heart attack. I mean, there's no outcome attached, and so um, I've learned to just sort of pray in the Lord's prayer, and, and you know, no one has to do this, but it, I sink into petitions that are communal and that are Jesus directed, mm-hmm. as opposed to just allowing my desire to sort of run amok. Yeah, and ask divine blessing on whatever my agenda happens to be that day. So prayer for me has become more of I'm aligning. So when I when I pray, um, Father in heaven, I thank you, God, for parenting me, and I think about all the ways that God has parented me mm-hmm. over the last several days: generosity, discipline, correction, revelation. I mean, whatever. And then, um, hallowed be your name, God. I want to be the kind of person I volunteer. I literally pray this: I volunteer today to be someone who keeps your name holy. Hmm in my life. And I have no idea where that sucker is going, but now it's not a prayer of God bless me. It's a prayer of God, help me stay aligned yeah. to your work in the world. And I know all of this could be totally trite and cliche, but for me, it's actually been a, a reality as I've stepped into it that has been far richer yeah. than just the, you know, the way I was taught mm-hmm. uh, to pray with sort of me at the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's listening to this, like, Please disagree. Like that's oh, that right. the goal. And mm. my, you're always talking about your your goal as you teach, as you do any of these right. things, is to provoke curiosity to make the Bible mm-hmm. almost strange again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that so that we're encountering a text that we don't think we've got figured out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're and we're hearing it kind of in fresh ways. And that, yeah. I mean, thank you for bringing that up, Tim. I know. I mean, we've covered so much ground, and yeah. there are so many people. Oh my gosh. I get this stuff from people way smarter than me. There are so many people way smarter uh, than me that would disagree. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think I don't think listed in the fruitfulness of a of a community is universal agreement. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you can have you can have shalom building and cruciformity and new creation in the midst of all sorts of great hard conversations. Yes, mm-hmm. so, so good. the goal isn't for us to all see the world the same way. Mm-hmm. I think I think God purposely designed it. So that we wouldn't, yeah. and that we're forced into these postures of listening and learning and humbling ourselves. Mm. So even though I talk confidently and I've learned, mm. like, I need to dial that back sometimes because I get so excited about it. There is a there is a deep sense where, man, we are we are journeying together, and the goal of the journey isn't to have all the right answers. Mm-hmm. Right. I just think there is a expression of partnership throughout the the text, in the text, through the text, that God calls us to. That then prayer and Bible reading and yeah. sovereignty, all of that fits mm-hmm. into. Yeah. And certainly, our view of salvation would fall into that too. So, all that is to say, um, as as Tim said, the goal isn't to get anyone to agree, but success would be. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check this out more. Yeah. That's success. Yeah, yes. and I think I found as I've like. I don't want to say question, but like maybe that is the right word. Yeah, I don't why, know. why wouldn't you or say that? Or as I've been like learned more about it, it's brought more curiosity out. When yes. I thought I knew it and yes. when I thought I had it and had no idea what was happening, I didn't need to dive in. Yeah. Why would I? That's right. I got, I got That's so good, Chris. And so now that I know I don't know anything, <laughs> I'm much more interested. Ooh. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think maybe that's the encouragement of this. It's like, yeah. Hey, here's a lot. <laughs> this has been a lot. 
and I still have a thousand questions and we're just figuring it out. And so if you're coming into this and thinking, oh gosh, I'm afraid to ask the questions because it's going right. to crush my right, wrong thing or the safety net that I've made. Yeah. Honestly, on the other side of it, yeah, maybe we got it. We're just opening up more questions, but I've learned more. I hold it more loosely, which might be scary for people, but I'm more interested and I've been in this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's more interesting now than it's ever been. That's such a good word. Moy, I need some closing thoughts, man. You've talked a lot. Thoughts. You've talked a lot. I know. And you I'm know. just tired <laughs> of you dominating the conversation. I mean, I think it's, I think we all, like everyone at the table is always thinking of some group of people. And I think it's so exciting that mm. if maybe you were offended by the way someone's used this against you, the Bible, or mm. if, if it's been weaponized against you, if you've left the church because of not feeling free to read it in a different way, I hope this would be encouraging that there's always an invitation to to really That's see awesome. it differently. Awesome. And so a part of me feels so encouraged that maybe someone who has written it off because it reminds them of the way they might mm. not be involved or might not be allowed to participate in it, you can actually come to it and come it'd be on. safe to come explore. On. So I'm, I'm just listening because I'm like, this is going to help so many of my community who I think has stepped away from all of it because all of it hurt and maybe was misused. But what if you had an opportunity to read the Bible again in a new way and you were allowed to see it so much more than a flat, literal, Yeah, everything is, you know, pointing at how awful you are right. kind of view. Mm. So that's exciting. Mm. Thank you for no, sharing no, all of no, that. No. Oh, that's a great word. Thank you, Moy. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. This is Tim Timmons. Uh, <laughs> welcome it. to the 10,000 Minute Podcast. <laughs> I knew it. You were teeing that up. <laughs> yeah. Teeing it up for a while. Yeah, good morning. I like it. Anyway. Hey, just hit me. Okay, Mike, <laughs> we're going to end this with 10,000 thoughts. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Speed round. Yep. I'm ready. This is version two. I love this. Okay, your nickname so growing smart. up. Oh boy. Um, Big Mike's uh, uh Lake. <laughs> Lake. Lake Erie. Okay. I know. Live, I live near Lake. I know. Not not That's great. A northern uh, but joke. beefcake. Beefcake was college. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, Lake's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Lake, Lake is yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, did it hurt? Like, did that hurt? Um was there any ounce of that that was kind of like, that's funny, but kind of also like uh, no, I was also called worse. So, I mean, Lake was fine. So, these, these are the sweet ones. Yeah, these are, that's great. Okay, that's another, yeah. another conversation. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, my goodness. These days, I'm going to go with... Um, A Thief in the Night. Oh, uh, so good. I'm yeah. going to go with series. Gladiator. Yeah. Gladiator. Gladiator. Yes. Mm. Love it. So, because well, years ago, it would have been Braveheart. Yeah. And then it moved to Gladiator. Yes. Seeing yes, a theme I mean, here. Yeah. Seeing a theme yeah, here. No, shocking. That's good uh, favorite right sports team? Uh, uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Although the Browns are in this weird, horrible spot about trading for a credibly yeah, accused sexual assaulter. I, yeah, so I, I love baseball. Fanship, I love baseball. My fanship is in question there. Wow. Uh, unpopular opinion. Oh, um, everything we just talked about. Kombucha. <laughs> yes, that's is so satanic. For you. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gave me so much crap That's yesterday. For, I don't want to eat kombucha. a living That's organism. An old yes, creation yes, drink. Yes, that yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why not feces? That has bacteria oh, too. You guys. Oh, wow. Wow. This is left yeah. turn. <laughs> Hey everybody! Welcome to the Ten Thousand Minute Podcast. Okay, um, favorite kid? Just oh, kidding! Just kidding! Goodness. Just kidding! Uh, something you I would say? I would say Anna Timmons. Uh, you guys, because his daughter, his his, his daughter, son, his my son, yes, adores uh, in all of the good ways and all of the questionable ways. Oh my ways. gosh! <laughs> every, every Sunday at every the end Sunday, of every Sunday, the message, uh, Mike's son, yep, Seth. Yep. Gets up and does a benediction. He does. It's about and the best part of the service. It truly yeah. is the best truly part. Is. So he really has Down is. syndrome. Yeah. And he has, so he's just, he's growing into puberty. He's four, almost 14 and shouts out Anna Timmons every <gasps> Shout out Sunday. to Anna Timmons. Yeah. Yep. Every time. Yep. <laughs> shout out to my sister Hannah. And then shout out to Anna Timmons. <laughs> and That's she's just so like, I know, red in the back. I know. But this past girl. Sunday, you're like, He's about to say Anna Timmons. He's yeah. like, nope, don't no, say Anna, no Timmons. Anna Timmons. No Anna Timmons this week. Just leave her, give her a week off. Oh give her a week off. Uh, okay, something you're learning from your kids. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Seth Erie teaches me about Jesus following in so many uh, incredible ways. Um, he is always excited to see me. So the, like, he is relational connectedness, and it's teaching me intimacy in ways that I've not ever experienced. Mm-hmm. I'm very measured when it comes to that, and he's not. Yeah, so it's wow. it's great. Span it's blowing my mind. Okay, well, yeah. Um, what happens Timmons? when we die? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chris, please. Chris, Chris actually wants to know the answer. Yeah, I to that know one. he's like looking into your eyes. <laughs> just, I just wanted the quick answer. Yeah. Chris, there yeah. Best yeah. Joke of season two yeah. Slash real we, can, we keep living. That's what we do. That yeah. Was- keep it on. Keep that, it on. Keep it on. So how'd that go? <laughs> long. First off, it was so long, man, and so, so good. impactful. Yeah, and it, it's it's thick. You're you're gonna need to rewatch it, re-listen because there it's not long because there's we're chewing on the same thing. We're running through we're things really flying. fast, and Mike has just a gift of giving you the core necessary thing for you to keep moving forward yeah. in your study. But it's still with some curiosity for you to kind of figure out where do I stand with this? And yeah. I'm I'm always a fan of the episodes where Chris leans in and is just like has all the questions because I feel yeah. like he's bringing his experience and his vulnerability to the table. And I just love when you come in and you're like, but what about this? Yeah. And Mike is the person to do that. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of thrives in question after question. So I, I just learned a lot. I didn't talk, but I learned and I listened. And there's so much I'm excited to maybe feel reintroduced to the Bible because I also have my own baggage yeah. with the Bible. Yeah, we all do. Mm-hmm. It's so personal the way that I see the scriptures. I mean, still to this day when I read something, and I know we've been talking about this for the past few years, Mike and I have been, and I'm just just starting to go, oh. yeah. It's not written to Tim Timmons. I'm like, I kind of knew that. I learned that in college, but I still read it as though it's yeah, yeah, just to me in 2022. And I'm going to get X, Y, and Z out of it mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my benefit. And on the other side, other people might benefit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think we've all lived those days of like, I'm going to open up the Bible and this Here. verse is for me <laughs> today, yeah. you know, and so-and-so begat, so I don't know like what's yeah. happening, you know. Man, I think this is a challenge to us to like be curious. I remember, you know, the day that kind of my literal interpretation of the Bible shattered a mm. bit. And I was like, oh, what, like two animals of every kind didn't get on this ark thing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden everything starts blowing up in my mind. And I think we get scared of, of that. And and honestly, I talk about this at the end a little bit. What it's done for me, and I think, and hopefully what this episode does for you guys is helps you engage the Bible with curiosity and mm-hmm. and like think about like restoring the joy of your salvation and what that might mean in mm. this context. And it's like, oh man, there's so much more to this than I've ever known. Yeah. And we've just tasted, you know, a piece of it. And maybe you're somebody who've looked at the Bible and been given this really literal interpretation of it. And then you found a crack mm. and the crack made you say, well, I'm throwing this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't work here. And so none of this works. And and maybe this could be an invitation to you yeah. to say, well, maybe that wasn't the right way to look at this. Right. And, and I can apply the Bible in new ways. And so, mm-hmm. so hopefully it's an invitation to be curious, maybe to re-engage, mm-hmm. but either way to, to dive in more. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a fuller story. Mm-hmm. Like this, this way of seeing scripture. Cause it's not that, it's not that I'm I have no place in the scripture right. for Tim, but it's just I'm not the main character. Yeah. So right. it, there's a bigger story going on. It's kind of a no duh, but it's even even the idea of Jesus dying for my sins and now I get heaven. It's like, well, yes. Mm. That that's totally there in scripture. Yet that's just like this much of the story. Mm-hmm. It's not the full thing. It's just not the whole story. And I, right. I love this idea of just, I just, I want to see the bigger story in everything. Yeah. Mm. In what we're doing and what I'm a part of and what we're a part of as a community. What's, what's the bigger story. Mm. And that's it. I mean, we, we kind of went there. It's like, this is how you read the Bible. Cause this is the point. And he yeah, talks about right. Shalom and, and right. all of those things. And it's like, and all of those are communal things. And it's, it is a, drastically different way to approach the Bible than we've been given. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to feel abrupt if you've never thought about it. But I guess my, my hope is that you'd be open to it. Yeah. And for those of you who are angry at deconstructioners, gosh, I have a lot of other, I would love to have bigger conversations with you about that, that this might've just even opened a little door to the heart and the, minds of somebody who's in the middle of deconstructing because they're like the stuff I was fed is just, it doesn't mm-hmm. all work out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little compassion and empathy for those people. As even today, if, if you're like, man, this stuff, I don't know about this stuff. And what about this? What about truth? Mm-hmm. And I just, it's just worth rethinking our thinking. Repenting means rethinking our thinking on things. Mm-hmm. So, and then for those of you who have kind of given up, like Moy was talking about, gosh, you're in good company. And we want to be a safe place where we can ask good questions and we're not damned by it, but we're just Mm -hmm. more curious by it Mm -hmm. because actually it might lead to even a more beautiful faith, if you will, like actual putting my life into this bigger thing Mm -hmm. um, when we see the whole bigger picture. Mm -hmm.
I really think it, it is interesting just to rethink our thinking, even just the promises of God. When we read the promises of God, how do we see the heart of God, not just for my benefit, but for the other? Mm-hmm. I think a great practice out of this would be to read and to pray the Lord's Prayer. Mm. but just with the communal eyes, not right. with the individual eyes of like, this is just for me. It's so approaching the Bible for us. Yeah. For the sake of the other, for the sake of the other. Anyways, you guys, thank you for sticking it out this long. And yes. we are truly so grateful for you in so many ways. So if you guys want to go to 10,000 minutes.com for more resources mm-hmm. and more encouragements, uh, do that. That's all I got. <laughs>